Hello, everyone. This is Matthew DeMello, host of Cross Border Solutions weekly podcast, The Fiona Show, hot off the press. Need a straight shot of transfer pricing regulation changes to help stay ahead of tax deadlines around the world? We've got you covered in a rundown short enough for any commute. Here's what you need to know, hot off the press. You know when your office kitchen becomes such a mess, someone eventually puts up a passive-aggressive sign about it? Well, the 130 countries under the inclusive framework on BEPS decided enough is enough and released additional guidance for MEs on the mess that can be country-by-country reporting. And talk about side-eye. They even included a list of 14 common errors made in CBC reports prepared by multinationals. Apparently, some of y'all aren't even filling in the tax ID field correctly, if at all. Uh, Did some of you spell your names wrong on the SATs, too? Others are using the same tax ID for multiple constituent entities. Jeez, how the heck do you noobs get through April 15th, let alone October 15th? The short of it, for those of you at least on your second rodeo, is the guidance addresses the treatment of dividends vis-a-vis loss or profit before income tax, income tax accrued that year, and income tax paid on a cash basis. All in Table 1. You know that place where you list all your financials in one happy little spreadsheet on a CBC report? Also covered is whether the tax authorities can apply local filings even when the ultimate parent entity technically doesn't need to file a CBC report, but the local jurisdiction just comes along and says, well, one of you has to. You know, maybe we should just be grateful the OECD didn't leave this guidance on a handwritten note shoved into a windshield or something. Anyway, quit using multiple currencies in Table 1 and maybe we can just forget about all this. And now that France and the United Kingdom have thrown their unilateral hats into the digital services tax ring, other countries are growing less patient about waiting for a multilateral solution. Such overtures were made by the Canadian Liberal Party leading up to their victory in national elections last month, in which the party explicitly ran on a re-election platform of hiking income taxes on digital commerce by 3% for companies with worldwide revenues of at least $1 billion Canadian dollars, a bit over a billion American, and Canadian Canadian revenue greater than 40 million Canadian dollars. Surrey digital giants, but the Mounties get restless if they can't get a few drips of that sweet syrup you're pulling from the digital services tree, eh? Meanwhile, on the other side of the globe and the Cato Institute Human Freedom Index, Russia's Ministry of Finance, that's the MOF, is feeling the loss of revenue from sanctions in a sluggish economy and will not sit idly by as the rest of the world gets a piece of the digital pie. While still in the exploratory phases, a budget document released by the MOF in October recommended reviewing legislation in which digital profits would be declared by the users and customers in the jurisdictions where they reside. Russia already has the bureaucracy in place to levy the tax in exactly this way. It's almost like they've been planning this all along and can't tell. As foreign digital companies can't do business in Russia without registering for and charging the value-added tax, or VAT, in the first place. Now all that's missing is the actual tax. But with the way a multilateral solution is coming along, you might actually be able to hold your breath long enough for there to be a Russian digital services tax before you lose consciousness, which is pretty fast as far as tax legislation goes. Everyone knows there's a scale to public punishment. First, there's the proverbial slap on the wrist. Then there's getting spanked at the grocery store like a toddler. Then come the guillotines. And somewhere between all of that is making the European Council's black and gray list annexes for tax havens. After the Panama Papers and Link Luck scandals, 28 EU finance ministers created these annexes to shame, quote, non-cooperative jurisdictions that serve as unruly corporate tax havens or otherwise exercise policies the group deems harmful. 
First, there's the Annex 1, or the Black List, for worst offenders, then a second Annex or a Gray List for countries in the process of making reforms. Call it a better-than-naughty-but-not-yet-nice list. Haven shaming from the EU via these annexes leads scores of countries through the hoops of EU and OECD tax uniformity all the time. In October alone, Albania, Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland all moved their respective ways off the gray list. In this month, recent reforms in Belize in the Republic of Macedonia have led the EU Code of Conduct Group on Business Taxation to announce recommendations that the Council remove the two countries from their respective places in the annexes. But not so fast Belize, said the Code of Conduct Group, who only recommended moving the country from the blacklist to the gray list pending implementation of the country's promised reforms to their source income exemption regime. Meanwhile, the Republic of North Macedonia is on the fast track, scoring a recommendation they be removed from the gray list entirely thanks to their ratifying the OECD Multilateral Convention on Mutual Administrative Assistance, or MAC for short, as part of the country's fervent EU membership bid push. Ratifying the convention enables North Macedonia to more easily share tax collection information on MNEs with other participating states. So we'd say make sure your documentation is airtight in North Macedonia now, but honestly, the more countries move off the EU Council annexes, join the convention, and start sharing info with other members, the more you just need airtight documentation everywhere. That makes for the latest in transfer pricing headlines. Tune in next week when we'll have brand new updates for you. Just subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Spotify, where you can also find our long-form sister program, The Fiona Show, to take you through deep dives of transfer pricing issues, court cases, fundamentals, even some of the headlines you hear every week right on this show. This podcast was engineered, edited, and hosted by yours truly, Matthew DeMello. He took a stab at writing the episode this week with a lot of keen editing insight from our executive producer, Marilyn Mitchum-Strom, who didn't write that, I did. Catch you all next week, everybody. Mm-hmm.